God, we come to you with humble hearts this morning, and we just, we love you. And it's so amazing to think that someone like you could love someone like us. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to believe that. But God, we choose this morning to believe what your word says, what you say, that you love us, that that you knew us when you created us in our mother's womb. And, and you know every single hair on our head and you know every instant, every moment in our life, God. And, and we can't understand it, but we're thankful for it. We're thankful for how much you love us, how much grace you give us, how much mercy you give us every day, God. And, and we just want to honor you and glorify you with our worship because of that this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Your love never fails. 
God, I know that for myself, I'm just so convicted and challenged when I hear that phrase, your praise will ever be on my lips because I confess to you that's not always the truth, God. And I want it to be. We want your name to be on our lips through the good, but also through the bad, God, because you're the one who sustains us and provides for us and hugs us when we feel rejected by everybody else. God, and I just, I just thank you for your amazing love and for the way that you lead us and guide us every day. And I just pray that we as a people will be willing to be led and to be guided by you, not just on our terms or when we think it's convenient, but all of the time, because you are good. You are so good. Your ways are so far beyond ours. We can't even, we're not even in the same hemisphere with that, God. And, and so we just give you praise this morning. And we pray that as Pastor Jay comes to share your word with him, that you would just anoint him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, that he will feel your presence as he shares your message. These will be your words, and they will fall on soft and, and open hearts and minds this morning so that we can long to become more like the people of God you want us to be, that you created us to be. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank, thank you for coming, all of you. Let's praise God for his grace. Amen. I did want you to know that I sent out an email to the church regarding uh, Syria and Turkey. I pray that we're praying for them. I've, it's now 20,000 people at least. 20,000? 23,000. So it's just moving up, you know, and it's really, really unfortunate what happened there. Um, we, we, we know God loves and God cares, and so please be praying for them. I did send out a link where if you feel it led in your heart, the Alliance really, really gets involved in these uh, efforts, and we do have an Alliance church there in Syria. Would you please pray for them? And if God leads you to uh, help financially uh, uh, with that, uh, we did send out an, a link several days ago. <clears throat> so I heard that there were 17 women at the women's group yesterday. 17 women came out. Uh, some good things are happening, right? We, and and, and uh, several weeks ago, with 17 men at the prayer breakfast. So God is doing something. Some of you have been praying for this for a while. So let's keep praying and let's stay alert. Let's stay connected because there's an agitator, someone who's agitated and doesn't like what he is seeing. Would you please be in prayer for what God wants to do in our church? Amen? <clears throat> Amen. How many of you are happy to be here today? <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me just, um, I, I was reasoning with myself the other day. Any of you do that? I was just reasoning within myself. <clears throat> and I realized that, that I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a fairly good husband. <laughs> no, no, I mean, <clears throat> no, I just, you know, the thought came to mind and I said, man, uh, I, I'm a good husband. And you know that I can't, I can't cook to save my life. I confess that. I, I, I can't cook at all. I can't cook at all. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I can't cook at all. No, keep that picture there. I can't cook at all. But, but, you know, over the last month or so, I've cooked four times for my wife. I've cooked four meals for my wife in the last month. And, huh? Hard-boiled eggs and hot dogs. And so, but, but I've cooked, at least I've made the effort. And I even take her out to eat sometimes when I don't feel like cooking. I say, honey, hey, let's go out to eat. So, I mean, I mean that, that, that's a blessing in itself. Well, 
All right, they just became very big. I don't know what happened. But I tried, right? So, so this Tuesday will be 26 or so Valentine's Days since I first invited my wife out to a date. We went out to a Chinese restaurant 26, this Tuesday, 26 uh, Valentine's Days ago. The best restaurant in the community. I think it was. It was very good. So I invited, one of the first questions I asked my wife was, do you know how to cook? <laughs> that was my first question, and, and, and the rest is history, right? The rest is history. But I was looking in my refrigerator the other day, right? I, I have a habit of looking in that refrigerator. It's very, very important to me as to what's in, the, in that refrigerator. And I looked in, and it finally dawned on me. After all these years, it dawned on me. And my wife was in the kitchen cooking preparing dinner, hallelujah, right? And, 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 and I said to her, honey, I can't believe it. I, I, I've just realized why I eat so much. And, and, and so she asked, so why, why, why is that? And I said, I do it for you. <laughs> and then you, before you laugh, think about this. I really realized after, I mean, how could I be so naive? I've been eating for her because, see, she's, she's, trying to watch her food intake. And so when I eat, I do it so that she doesn't have to eat the food. I'm, I'm looking out for my wife. Isn't that an awesome husband? I mean, think about it. Now, Patty came up with another gift of the Spirit from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so I think I can do the same thing. I think that by now most of you know that one of the gifts of the Spirit that I possess is the gift of eating. I, I think that's a gift of the Spirit because in Ephesians 4, 5, 16, it says, make the most out of every opportunity and so when I see food I make the most out of that opportunity and so and so because of this right it, it's, it's this wonderful revelation regarding food I felt I wanted to read this uh, this it's appropriate honey to read this to you and and I love you maybe so it says it says so this is my for me to you honey you are the hot sauce in my chili and you're the butter on my toast. And you're the syrup on my pancakes. And you're the gravy on my roast. You're the honey on my biscuits. You're the sweetness in my life. You're the ice cream on my cobbler. I'm so happy you're my wife. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. 27, 20, 25 years ago, she said, I do. 25 years, you said I do. You did, you did an awesome thing. Anyway, welcome to Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, um, I've seen different uh, jackets in here and different things. The last thing I heard when I was following football was that the, the, uh, the Dolphins were the team to beat this year. They picked up. Tyreek Hill and all kind of guys, and I'm saying, wow, this is a year, this is the year. So, are they in there today? They didn't make it? Ah, another sad year for me. Well, who's in there? Is it um, the Eagles and the KC? Wow. Who's going to win? Eagles? Hands up. Eagles? Eagles. All right. KC? Mahomes? Both Christian quarterbacks. So pray. God can't answer both of their prayers. <laughs> He'll answer one of them. 
I hope the Eagles win uh, because uh, Maddie's celebrating a birthday today. Anyway, God knows who's going to win. At the end of the day, Jesus wins. Amen? Amen. Amen. So um, when, when, when we think about love, right, when we think about love and, uh, and of how love operates, when we think about the love that we have received or the love that we have or the love that we have given or shared with, or shown others, um, there is a love that, that exceeds. It, it far exceeds love from a humanistic perspective. There is a love that is much more higher and much more powerful when we think about that love. I want you to think about that love for a moment today. Far above any love that we can ever have or any love that we can ever, outside of ourselves, ever um, give to others. Our springboard text for today is up on the screen. It says, so we have come to know and to believe. This is John writing. He says, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Think about that for a moment. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. That's quite a declaration that John would make. We'll examine that this morning. But before we do that, would you please stand with me and join me in prayer? The title of our message is up on the screen. God's amazing love. God's amazing love. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful this morning for your grace and for your love. Thank you, Father, that we can sing songs unto you. Your praise is ever on our lips. You are worthy of praise. You've given us something to sing about. And Lord, though sometimes it's hard to find, we praise you and thank you that when we search, it's there because you've promised us. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. You're worthy of praise. So God, as we think about love, as we examine love, as we reflect on love today, would you, the God of love, um, open our eyes, open our ears, prepare our hearts in the name of Jesus. May you this morning remind us, may you this morning quicken our hearts regarding love, true love that comes from you. And bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Before I go on, let me just make this point, lest we, lest we miss out on what God wants to say this morning. So John is here writing to uh, people who had, who had experience. He's writing to people who had, it was revealed to them. Love was revealed to them. We have come to know, he says to them, we've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. It's become real to us. So he's writing to people who had experienced. It was revealed to them. It was made manifest to them in Jesus Christ. It was, it was made real to them. In fact, in John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, so in the first chapter of this book we're reading from today, uh, Verse 1, he says this, he, has, he says, we have seen with our eyes, we have looked at, we have touched, 
In other words, we have experienced this one. We have heard from him. We have realized him. We have reached out to him. This one who is love. This one who is God in the flesh. This one who is love himself. The embodiment is on your bulletin in the front, right? The second part of verse 14, verse 16, talks about God is love. A manifestation of God's love. And so John says, he's saying, hey, we, ha we have seen this. We have, we, we have touched this. We have experienced this particular love. And so let's look into this love this morning. Let's, let's consider this love that is a love that is different from all other kinds of love. So I want you to notice um, up on your screen now. Notice, first of all, that he talks about this, this love of God. And he begins by saying that, uh, and, and, and it all reflects on the fact that God is love, right? He loves all people. So God loves all people. Notice Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Jesus is speaking. He says, therefore, go and make disciples. Jesus says, make disciples of all nations. Someone say all nations, right? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, that's discipleship, teaching them to obey uh, what I've commanded you. And surely, he says, I will be with you always, even unto the very end of the age. So Jesus says, he says, go and make disciples, Go and make disciples. In other words, point them to me. Bring them to me. That's spiritual baptism. He says, bring them to a moment of spiritual baptism, of an encounter with me. And then he says, and baptize them. That's physical baptism. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Notice he uses the word name. It's not plural. It's singular. There's the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And so I just want you to notice that Jesus tells them to do this to and with all nations. All people. And, and, and so this same John is the one who says that he looked and he saw a multitude of people. And that these people were so much that they could not be numbered. And there were people from all nations and tribes and peoples and languages. And these people in, in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 and 14 came out of, the, out of the tribulation. And so John recognizes that these people that had come to Christ uh, were from all nations and nationalities and languages. A multitude of them. He loves all people. Church, this amazing love is a love that doesn't just love some people. It loves all people, regardless of who they are, regardless, regardless of how they talk, regardless of how they dress or how they look, regardless, regardless of how they smell, regardless of the color on their skin. He loves all people. Regardless of how much money they have or don't have, regard, regardless of, of 
what kind of work they do or they don't do, regardless of where they live, regardless of where they're at, regardless of how much education they have or don't have, regardless of all of that, God loves all people. That's who he is. That's an amazing love because it loves all people. It loves beyond us. So the alliance last year in 2022, they, they uh, exalted Christ among 38 dialects and language peoples. And they, 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 they served over 140 people groups in over, over 140 uh, cities and 70 different countries of the world. Because God loves all people. You see, God's love is, is colorblind. He loves all people. In fact, let me read to you. Uh, it's Leviticus chapter 19. Let me read these verses to you. There's a powerful thought. When you think about God's love for all people, think about this. Leviticus 19, verse 34. <clears throat> Not on the screen. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you, you must, must be treated as your own native. Think about that. The foreigner residing among you, a person that is not like us, the foreigner residing among you, you must be, must be treated as your own native. Listen to this. Love them as yourself. Love them as yourself. There is something about this love of God, right? There, there's something about his love. And yes, everybody is longing for and looking for love, right? Who, who doesn't want love? I, I think that's the pursuit of happiness, a la Will Smith. The pursuit of happiness is love. Everybody's looking for love. The, the, the problem is that, that we're looking for love in the wrong places, and we're looking for love in the wrong person or the wrong uh, people. See, the love that John is talking about here is a love that, that, uh, that people don't possess on their own. It's a love that, that cannot be found in man or people. It can't be found in things. It can't be found in circumstances. Uh, it's a love that is only found in God. And, and, and yet at the same time, it's a love that is made available to all of us. It is a love that we all need. It's a love that is available and it's there for the asking and for the taking. But many people reject that love. And they instead search for that love in everything else and in everyone else or in things falling into place. And they're searching for that love that is available and can only be found in God. And so God's love is amazing love because he loves all people. Think about that. Secondly, I want you to notice that he loves all people unconditionally. Up on the screen, he loves all people. This God who loves all people with an amazing love, he has an amazing love, loves all people regardless of who they are, and he loves them unconditionally. Notice Romans 5 and verse 8. He loves unconditionally. God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I always look forward to um, my dad coming home after work one day after I had received a good report card. Yeah. And that was very, very rare. You know, it was a rarity. 
In fact, I think that I might have even changed the, the numbers around here and there from time to time. It was easier to do that uh, 25 years ago. Um, but I look forward to that because my dad would come home and he, he would, he would, I would receive of his love. I would receive of his, the proud, the look of pride in his eyes and his face. I was so excited to see that. Um, but it depended on how I did in school, often, or whether I followed some of the chores of the home. And so God says, it says that God demonstrated, that God showed his love in that while we were sinners, think about this, this is unconditional love. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to think about this because two verses later, two verses later, it says that we were enemies of God. So while we were yet sinners, very enemies of God Almighty, God in his love sends Jesus Christ um, to go to the cross and die for every mistake that we as sinners and enemies of God ever committed. Isn't that something? So in other words, in other words, when, when, when we were living a life that, that excluded God, uh, uh, when we were living a life that basically we did what we wanted to do, we lived as we wanted to live and we didn't care what God thought, or even when we lived a life that basically said, I, I don't believe in God or I don't want to follow God, I want to do whatever I want to do. I know I was like that. In spite of all that, God sends his son to die in your place and my place. Think about that. I want to ask you a question. Uh, how many of you would honestly, truly, please don't raise your hand, please. Um, but how many of you would honestly allow your enemy who hates you, who talks of you, who ridicules you, who mocks you, who opposes everything you say, he is your worst enemy ever, how many of you would give your life to die in his place? Here's a better question. How many of you would give your one and only son? You had no other. How many of you give your one and only son to die in the place of your biggest enemy? Someone who hates you, someone who ridicules you, someone who speaks bad about you, someone who spreads ill rumors about you, someone who always opposes you to your face, would you allow your one and only son to die in his place? Think about that because that's exactly what God did for us. You see, it, it, it's, it's an amazing love. It, it's, it's a love that is, is just beyond understanding the love of God what he did for you and what he did for me when he sent Jesus. So love to love someone un unconditionally means to love someone in spite of the fact that they're not worthy of your love. How many of you love people that are not worthy of your love? That's unconditional love that I'm going to love in spite of. I'm going to love in spite of. I love even still. I've, he I've heard people say that before. How could you love? that person how you could how can you continue to love after he or she continues to do the same exact thing it's an unconditional love and unconditional love loves in spite of the fact that the person does not deserve to be loved and this applies to every single one of us today 
It applies to us. It applies to us, it, it, you know, because no matter how much we've done, no matter how much times you have failed someone, no matter how much times you let someone down, no matter how many times you've offended someone or broke someone's heart, or no matter how many times someone has broken your heart, no matter how many times you've hurt God or offended God or hurt someone or offended someone, no matter what, God still loves you. And the accuser of the brethren in Revelation 12 and 10 um, is the one that constantly repeats in our ears or whispers in our ears, you're not loved. God doesn't love you. You messed up again. How could he love you? Um, that's why he's the father of lies. God loves us unconditionally. In other words, we, we, can't, we can't make God love us more than he already does. And he can't love you more tomorrow than he does today. So God's love for you is not based on performance. It's not, it's not based on what we do. Some people say, I want to serve God in his church because I really want him to love me. No, he already loves you. We serve him because he loves us. We serve him because he's worthy of our service. And so it's an unconditional love. It is a love that is not based on your performance for performance or mine. But it's based on who he is, is, is who God is. Now let me just say this. The fact that God loves us unconditionally does not in any way condone uh, sin in our lives. It doesn't mean that God tolerates our sin or our outright disregard of his word. No, it doesn't mean that. God loves us, and that should prompt a desire to serve God. Right in John 14, 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will, you will keep my commands. If you love me. In, John, in Matthew 12, 50, Jesus says, He says, Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Those are the followers of Jesus in 1 John 2, 6, it says, if we claim to live in him, we must walk as Jesus did. And so God causes, so, so he loves us unconditionally, but there are conditions to experience his love and to experience his grace in our lives. There are conditions to experiencing that love, but he does love us unconditionally even before we do anything for him. But that's what ought to prompt the love in our lives for him. And so he loves us unconditionally. Secondly, notice on the screen that he loves us infinitely. By the way, God loves us in so many different ways. We just can't share all of them in one service. But these are the three that he prompted in my heart with. He loves us infinitely. Notice Psalm 136, verse 26. It says, give thanks to God or to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. In fact, in Psalm 136, every verse, I believe there are 26 verses there, every verse has that phrase, His love endures forever. Give thanks to God. His love endures forever. Isaiah 49, 15, it says, God asks a question. The question is, can a mother forget the baby at her breast? Will she have no compassion on the child she has born? And then he says, though she might forget, I will never forget you. 
the love of man is, is a conditional love, right? His love, God, the reason why God never forgets you and the, why God never loses uh, um, uh, interest in you or why God uh, doesn't watch over you, uh, God always watches over us. God always cares for us. God's always looking in our direction. And the reason is because his love is eternal. It's an infinite love. You see, um, I don't know if you've heard it before, but I have. Um, I've been there. I've sat before them. I could never, ever love her again. Have you heard that from a mom, from a dad, from a son, from a daughter? I could, I could never, ever love her again. I could never forgive him for what he did to me. What he did to me, what she did to me, um, there is no way in the world that I could ever forgive. I will never forgive. And as long as I'm alive, as far as I'm concerned, she's dead to me. He's dead to me. What he did, what she did is unforgivable, and I will never, ever forgive them. I've heard that before. But you know, the wonderful thing about God is that um, his love never runs out. We, 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 we never, ever have to worry about God's love reaching the end, his love running out. He loves. And as long as there is, there is a breath in our bodies, we can experience that love. He loves us unconditionally. He loves us infinitely. That is, that is an amazing love. It's a love that... that it, 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 it keeps no record of wrongs. It is a love that is dependable. It's a love, it's a love that, that we can hold on to. In fact, Paul the Apostle confirms this love, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It keeps no record of long, wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Hear this, please. It always trusts always hopes, always perseveres. Love never, ever fails. That's his love. That's amazing love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It's a love that we can depend on. It's a love that, but I mean, look at this. I was just sitting there. I should have fallen, but his love watched over me. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, but, you know, it's a love that can be, that, but I know you're probably saying, hey, I could never ever love like that i can't love like first corinthians 13 describes it's no way in the world i can love like that people are hard to love it's hard to love people how many know you agree with me eh? it's hard to love some people it's hard and sometimes we make it hard to be loved god doesn't love you and me because we're lovable he loves us because he is love. He represents, he is the embodiment of love. And although every one of us possesses, right, phileo love, and we possess eros love, and we possess stergao love, and a few other loves in the Greek that are unapplicable to this message, but we possess that, but we do not possess the agape love. 
That is a different love altogether. It is God's love, and it is a love that is amazing, and it is far beyond us. But the awesome thing is that that God has made that love available for you and for me today. That love is available. In Romans 5 and verse 5, Paul says, you know, God has poured out his love into our hearts. He has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so that love is available. And that's why sometimes and not very, very often we run into people who have this magnificent, amazing love that keeps no record of wrongs and that really, really ties in with 1 Corinthians 13. It's a love we cannot have outside of God, but it's a love that is available through God. And so he loves un, uh, unconditionally and he loves infinitely. He continues to love and to love. I like this verse in Psalm 52 and verse 8. Listen to this. Where is Bryce? Bryce here? Uh, is Sharon here? Is Dave here? Okay, because there's a name here that's going to hit home. It says, but I am like an olive tree. I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. Think about that. I am like an olive tree flourishing, enjoying the moment, enjoying the worship, enjoying the fellowship, and enjoying the time there, flourishing in the house of God. He says, I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. What an amazing love in him. And so he loves unconditionally, he loves infinitely, and notice up on the screen lastly that he loves actively. He loves actively. Notice Matthew 13, verse 15. For this people, this is Jesus speaking, for this people's heart has become calloused. It says they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, Jesus says, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and please hear those last five words and I would heal them. Jesus is, is indicating how he's out there in Jerusalem preaching the word, sharing the message of hope, sharing the love of God, showing the love of God, demonstrating God's love right before Calvary, doing the work of the Lord, and people were still resistant. I like the way it said in Matthew 26, Matthew 23, 37. Listen to this. Jesus is speaking. He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often, says Jesus, I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you are not willing. Matthew 23, 37. And, 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 and this is what God is about. Throughout Scripture, we find that Old Testament, New Testament, time and time again, God raising, whether it was the prophets or the patriarchs or the apostles or uh, a casual person and above all, Jesus, raising a people to bring the message of hope. Because of his active love, that is God constantly working in people's life. That's why Jesus says in John 20, 21, he says, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Go out there and tell them about my love. And so God is still at it. He's still in the business of constantly showing us his love. 
constantly meeting us in our moments to embrace us with his love and, and his faithfulness and his goodness and of the need for the message of Jesus. God, God is raising up people to bring the message of hope. Why? Because it's an expression of his active love in people's lives. Giving people a chance to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, to invite him into their hearts and their lives so that they can adequately experience, not hear about it, but adequately, genuinely experience the love of God, the life-changing love of God, the faithfulness of God, the forgiveness of God. He calls even today. And, and, and the thing is that we don't always realize it's God's love. We don't always realize it's God's love. I, I heard a testimony just yesterday on TV, someone whose life was just spared and who knew he had died. And, and he said, you know, I thank so-and-so for saving my life. He is my Savior. The person who resuscitated him. When I hear that verse, that word Savior, there's only one name that fits that. Yes, God will use people as he does with doctors and nurses. He will use people as he does with friends and neighbors. As he, he will use people as he does with family to bless and to encourage and to bring someone out of death into life. But it is God working behind the scenes and he gets the glory. We thank God for the people. We thank God for their, uh, their, their, their gifts and their gestures of love. We thank God for them. But we thank God for prompting them, for using them, for giving them that ability or that giftedness that they needed to save our lives. And so he loves actively, constantly working in people's lives. It reminds me of this four-year-old girl. I heard about a four-year-old girl who is tightly holding on to two dolls with all her might, a four-year-old girl, and she um, looked regretfully at her mom and said, Mom, I love them, I love them, and I love them, but, but they never love me back. And in the same way, God loves and loves and loves, but we tend to, people in general, tend to never love him back. And I think it's because we don't always realize where that love is coming from. God is the initiator. He is the instigator of love. And without him, we can't love the way he loves. And so he loves actively. He is constantly working in your life and in my life. He's, he's constantly showing up. And though there's always something to be worried about or concerned about or to feel or worry about that, we're so good at that. Um, sometimes just stop and, 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 and realize how much he loves you. Life in itself, a new day to breathe or to learn about God in itself is something to be thankful about, an expression of God's love. So we have come to know and to believe this love that God has for us. And in Psalm 63 and verse 3, the psalmist, he, he says to God, he says to God Almighty, he says, your, your love is better than life. Think about that. Your love is better. I mean, I think the psalmist realized that, that he was talking to someone who had an amazing love. Undescribable love of God. Incomparable. Your love is better than life. I agree with that, with the writer who wrote these words. It was love that heard my pleadings when I cried out in my sin. 
It was love that gave me comfort. It was love that took me in. Wow. Yes. I agree with that. I remember. I remember when, when I crawled on the ground for hope because the world told me that there was a lot of hope out here. And I realized that it wasn't a hope that lasted or a love that embraced. And God reached on and took hold of me. Yeah. It's a different kind of love. And maybe you're here today as we get ready to close. Maybe you're here today and, 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 and you're there. You're there. You're, you're at that point where you're saying, you know, I, I don't have, I, I don't have love. Maybe you're feeling this morning that, that, that Valentine's Day doesn't mean a whole lot to you because you don't have love to celebrate. Or maybe you feel you have failed God and, and, and you don't earn the right or you don't deserve to be loved because you've not been faithful. Or maybe people have hurt you or broke your heart or let you down or disappointed you still again and again and again and you're just not feeling love this morning. Well, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. Unconditionally is nothing. Infinitely is nothing. Actively is nothing in comparison. That's just a little scope of how much God loves us. He loves us so much. And so he loves you. And when you hear that voice saying, no one loves you, no one cares for you, maybe your mom wasn't there, your dad wasn't there for you, your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your parents, maybe they weren't there all the time. We're imperfect people, but only God loves unconditionally, infinitely, and actively. His love is available for you today. Husbands, wives, Sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, neighbors, friends, fellow workers. Um, love is available. And, and, and we can love. We can love the unloving. And we can love with God's kind of love. But we first have to reach out. How can, how can I love like that? How can I have that love? How can I feel that love? How can, I, how can I say with John that we have come to know and believe this love that God has for us? There was a time when John didn't know it. There was a time when those he's writing to didn't know it. But we have come to know and we have come to believe the love that God has for us. We can come to know and to believe that as well. It's available to us. He changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His love is available today. What an awesome day to say, Lord, I receive your love today. How can we have that love? It's very simple. It's very simple. Is bring your life to God. It's bring, put your life in the right place with God. It, it, it's to come to him and say, God, I've wanted. And you can even pray a prayer like that. Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning. I know that I've wandered, or I know that I haven't been there, or I know that I've not received your love, or I know that I've rejected your love. Time and again, I've rejected your love, or I thought I saw uh, love in someone else when it was really yours. Today, I receive you, Jesus. I receive you to be my Savior and to be my Lord, to come into my heart and to show me how to live a life for you and even better, how to know and experience your love. It's a simple prayer like that. It's inviting his love 
A love that no man, woman, or child, no person, place, or thing can provide for you is available. And that love is available through him. Would you please join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for your grace and love. Thank you for your reminder to us of who you are. Thank you for your love to us. And if you're here today and you pray that prayer, I prayed a little while ago, would you please stand? If you pray that prayer, say, Father, I, I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord. Help me to know your love. Help me to experience your love. You could be a Christian. Please hear this. You could be a Christian that is outside of the will of God. We can always take a left turn, friends. Nobody's perfect in this church, starting with your pastor. We can take a left turn here and there and lose sight of God. He'll never lose sight of us. He'll never stop loving us no matter what we do. But maybe you've wandered from him and, and, and today you want to get back. You want to get back. You want to reconnect with his love that is far stronger than any hurt that has come upon you. And remember with the same intensity that God loves you, the devil hates you. And he wants to destroy your life and rob you of the love of God and the presence of God in your life. And so if you're here today and pray to pray like that, would you please stand? Would you please stand? Anybody in this building? If you're here and you would say, would you pray for me? I have a hard time loving someone. Yes, Christians. I've spoken with people who say the reason why I don't go to church is because I don't feel love when I go there. It's an indictment on the church because the love of God abides within his people. And so maybe you would say that. I don't, I don't always feel love for some people. I have a hard time loving this person because he or she hurt me. Would you please stand? I have a hard time loving this person. I'm a follower of Jesus this morning. I'm a child of God. That means that the love of Jesus lives inside of you. When he went to the cross, he loved you enough to die for your sins though we didn't deserve it. So you're here, here today and you would say, would you pray for me? I'm having a hard time loving a fellow worker, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, my ex-spouse, my son, my daughter, my mom, my dad. Would you pray for me? Because I want to love them with the love of Jesus. There's anyone here today, just stand and I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Father, we thank you this morning. I pray the prayer for me. If it's just me, God, it's okay. But I pray that prayer. It's hard to love someone who looks at you with hatred. It's hard to love someone enough to forgive who has offended me. Lord Jesus, protect me from depending on my love to love because it always fails and falls short. But I thank you this morning for the love you've given us and have shown to us. Thank you for, um, as we think of Valentine's Day, where we, may we not forget Jesus. But thank you for those you've brought into our lives that love us and that we love and care for. May we express that love in whatever chances we have, especially with sons and daughters and with parents and grandparents. May we express that love to someone who is desperately looking for love today. We might know some people who are looking for love and searching for love in all the wrong places and always falling flat on their faces. Would you help us to love them and to show them the love that comes from you, O oh God? And would you point them to Jesus? May they find the embrace 
of your love, we pray. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. And we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.
my King. say that if Eileen shows you a picture of some hot dogs it doesn't mean that that was from me it could have come from Google so don't believe every don't believe everything you see anyway but God is good <laughs> he's a God of love amen he loves us so much uh, let's let's uh, trust him to keep showing that love to us amen father we thank you for your grace and your love I really want to say if there's anyone here who needs to talk about something that maybe God mentioned. It's hard loving some people and it's hard forgiving some people and it's hard receiving some people. But love begins with God and when He forgave us, He showed us the extent of His love and that's the love He wants to ruminate or dominate our hearts and lives. Father, we thank you for showing us what love is all about. And thank you, Jesus, for your presence inside of us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your life. Thank you for the things that you do and that you can do that are far beyond us. Thank you for things we've done in our lives that we could never have done if it weren't for you in our lives. And thank you for the things you want to do through us that are going to, at the end of the day, bring glory to you. Not to us, but to you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. <laughs>